0: This is Shelby Lopez, and you're listening to On the Backburner Podcast. This episode is sponsored by Tacos and Tarot, a Kioana food truck owned and operated by Shelby and Duva Lopez. Food and fortune, Tacos and Tarot offer authentic tacos, tortas, quesadillas, homemade salsa, and tarot card readings by request. Check us out on Facebook to see where we're serving next in Fulton County, Plasca County, or Cass County. Uh, call 574-230-3779 to order ahead or plan your parties with us. So the first magazine was such a success that me and Jessica decided to do the second one. I took the cover photo of Tyler Minnick's, Um Me and Jessica had went to the skate park in Akron and met Travis Thompson and BT over there. And they're featured in the magazine. So I don't know. When she picked that, it just, I don't know. It really got the vibe, you know, of of the magazine itself it it literally was a little bit of everything we got to really you know mix it up with this one the theme was creative natives and mixed expressions and that was i like the theme because jessica came up with that and it was like our mixed expressions was our business names combined um and our business names my photography business expressions and and jessica's business mixed medium design so it, it it was an interesting little twist on it and we could really you know go farther with that topic too we could really be creative and passionate and put our you know something unique in it it wasn't just a portfolio with this um the opening page was at jenkins we brought him back he got this um, incredible picture of the moon it was just ugh, eerie and perfect and yeah we had to feature it jessica found it and i'm like oh yeah that that would make a killer killer opening spread um brian's like style and just i don't know his writing style was just so unique i it was really an honor to have him on board too to want to participate and kind of put his input and his his art into the magazine as well richard is an incredible human being that i'm just like honored to know so it was an incredible honor to be able to feature him but um he raises awareness for child abuse and child abuse prevention basically and Raises awareness on the deaths, you know, in the state of Indiana from child abuse. It is actually pretty outrageous uh, when you start to learn about it. It's something I feel like that needs to be talked about more. And so it was an honor to do this story. Background with me and Richard. Um, I had met Richard actually on my birthday, September 4th, 2018. Um, it, It was a year before I had done this story for Digital Wolf. And I had been working for the Rochester Sentinel at that time. And he was doing – he was raising awareness on child abuse also and writing from um, Rochester to Peru in his wheelchair. And I had missed him in Rochester, but I met him in between Rochester and – it might have been in Denver. But um, anyways, I just remember thinking, "Wow, this is pretty cool, you know, but I was thinking there was going to be like a crowd around him or something, you know, something that, you know, it seemed like a pretty big deal. Right, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and finally I see Richard, but he's all by himself, just you know, going pretty fast, man, in his wheelchair, down the trail, down the Nickel Plate Trail. So I had seen that he was doing a his 30th annual tenderness tour, but this time he was going to do it around Monument Circle. Um, he was gonna it was gonna be October, I seen, and he was gonna do a lap for each child that had died from you know domestic violence child abuse uh in the state of Indiana from October 8th 1989 to October 8th 2019 mind you um it's pretty chilly it was it was chilly that night i remember and richard stayed out there for days okay it took, I think it was, like, four days. And he ended up, like, later, he got really sick. He gave a lot for this. Like, he did. He gave a lot for this. He ended up getting his, getting an amputation because of complications. Like, it was rough on him. So after he, each lap, he'd stop at the church um, on, the, um, on the north side of the Monument Circle. And that was the starting point. And he would take off the piece of paper and he would do a prayer. And then he would fold up the piece of paper all nice and put it in his pocket and do the next lap for the next child. It was very intentional. It was not rushed laps, let me tell you that. Devon Pitts was the first lap that we did. Um, He was shot September seventh, 2013. He was barely 18, and he was just outside of home. And Gary, you know, sad, young, life taken. Can't imagine the mother... That's what I thought the whole time. The mother that suffered while I was walking that walking that lap. the second lap <laughs> definitely made me cry. It really did. um it was his two hundred and seventy second lap, and it was for destiny Macy. She was killed november twenty seventh twenty thirteen She was two um her mom beat her after a potty training accident and then put her face into a mattress and suffocated her. And I, I not even, I elaborated it in my story, but I'm not even going to elaborate it now because we're not going to go that dark, but it was dark. The third lap I did, um, was for Anthony Warren. He died December 14th, 2013. Um, he was 15 and he was a football player. He was a football star really. And he had placed second in state several times. Like he had so much potential and, sad story on his his mom found out from a post on facebook like it was i cannot i cannot even imagine i i love indianapolis i really do but and i love walking around monument circle especially in the summertime but um you do see quite a bit of homeless you know um downtown in the summer and you know up on monument circle and um so we were driving around that and all the christmas decorations were up and everything was closed and i didn't see anybody so i got a little worried so we went to the mall and, um, you know, it was really cold out th- that day, I remember. It was, like, extremely cold, like abnormally cold. The wind chill was, like, ugh, it made your hands hurt, you know, if you went outside without gloves. So um, we had even parked underneath the mall, which we normally don't do. You know, normally I love walking around. Like I said, I love walking around Monument Circle, and we park kind of far away and walk. But this one, I didn't even want to park a block away, and the parking lot's, like, underneath the mall. So we wouldn't even have to be outside. So I went to the food court in the mall downtown and looked, you know, and it wasn't, it wasn't hard to find. You could see people coming in to get warm. Um, and then, yeah, there was people on the street. Um, so I went and I talked to the first one that I saw sitting down first one I had approached, um, her sign said homeless, not hopeless, you know, and I thought it's perfect. She was sitting, um, off Washington Street, and I had talked to her, and she she was really easy to talk to. Like, she was very kind, and, you know, I just, I feel like it's really important. It was a really important topic, and I'm not one for, like, you know, giving homeless people something when you have a camera in their face or anything that was not what the purpose was of this was at all either this was about you know telling their stories humanizing them because they're humans i just hate when people just walk past people like they're not human beings and you know kind of just like stereotype people like we all deserve empathy we all deserve our story to be told maybe you don't know what these people went through and i wanted to show that another couple i had met, um, were from Illinois and they had um, recently like the week or week prior had stayed in a hotel because a pastor had came and seen that they were a couple and married them on the street not legally but like through the eyes of God I guess and then put them up in a hotel for a week his divorce was in 1990 and that just when he said that I did like I he just Had no support and it just broke my heart. So I was really happy to tell his story. He was really excited to tell his story too. And I think he was happy that somebody would just listen, you know? His divorce was in 1990. And that just, when he said that, I did, like, I, he just had no support and it just broke my heart. So I was really happy to tell his story. He was really excited to tell his story too. And I think he was happy that somebody would just listen, you know? This magazine, we had also um, really broadened our horizons by doing advertising. And we'd even went door to door, you know, with uh, some downtown and different businesses. And people really started to show their support to us. It was great. So my creativity is pretty random and comes in spurts sometimes. And for some reason, something just told me, like, while at the top of some of the stories and stuff, we put, like, Dictionary, you know definitions. Just I like the look of that, the like kind of magazine-y type feel. We also featured local artists like Christine Walsh, the photographer. She did like a lot of mannequin photography. That was like a nice little twist on on art. We had um, you know the local Erica Coffin as well, the incredible painter. We had Hannah Prodan. Um, we had Ava Goldfarb. I think I'm saying her name right. Um, John Secviar, you know, um, he kind of came out of his his hibernation a little bit as an artist. He had been an incredible artist a long time ago. Um we had Jessica Dalton, you know, we had a huge mix of artists that we could showcase and feature, and that was kind of exciting too. <laughs> The mannequin personalities, oh my gosh, it was amazing. <laughs> so Brian did so good with these. Um, Roxy Vanderbilt, age 23, female, Rochester, Indiana. And I remember ASL. Um, we had been meeting in Gerardes. I remember Brian was writing stuff for this too. Um, he did all that, but I, we were brainstorming different things. And for some reason, when they were telling me the idea, what they were working on, um, It reminded me of, like, you know, chat rooms, ASL. And when I said that out loud, I don't know. It was kind of a really random ADD moment, but it stuck. And I just remember, like, yeah, we're going to all work together as a team pretty good. That was the moment in Dreddy's that day that I knew that – Brian is amazing, and I'm so glad that he's on board with this magazine. Rebecca Erb, um Larping feature was an interesting one. It's like kind of like you know role playing in real life, but for weekends at a time, and that was an interesting little thing that I'd never, I'd never really heard of except for like the Trail of Courage. So it was kind of neat to learn that culture. We did a little section of couples too, like the photographer featured Christine Walsh with Brian you know, our writer. And, uh, we did Tony and Rebecca with their, you know, filmmaking and whatnot and how they incorporate, you know, acting with his filmmaking and, you know, Sutton's Burrow, the artist, Julie Sutton and Matt Sutton. So that was kind of a neat little section. Over the summer of 2019, Jessica and I had done like a little photo shoot and interview with Tanner Lee and his co-host Josh, uh, for the, the Tan and J-Man show and went, had went to their studio. It was pretty cool. Um, down in Tanner's, Basement, and they they talk sports basically, but they're a hilarious little duo. And I got to see the world of podcasts. You know, before that, I hadn't known podcasts. That was one thing Jessica definitely introduced me to podcasts. But um, and look what we're doing now. But um, that was kind of a neat experience, Jessica border's work that was featured is incredibly detailed and incredibly gory and incredibly awesome. She is just a very very talented artist. Not just, you know, she's a makeup artist, you know, at she was a makeup artist at total body works day spa, but she also did horror makeup that was just it looked so real. So, so we had a bunch of gross pictures of, you know, like you know, wounds and stitches and scary faces and her her stuff is just too cool. We also featured a pretty incredible magician named Norman. Norman Basil. Um and the photography for Tony Walters for that. It was pretty cool with the cards and whatnot. And then I had featured uh Raven of Hope Heather Downey too and she has a a psychic business at a Winamax, So that was kind of a those two were kind of a interesting little twist. I remember I had helped um, Heather write the horoscope. You know, she had sent me, like, what she was trying to get at, but I kind of, you know, put it in my little words. But we had had a horoscope page because I wanted 2020 vision. I know when I was, like, a teenager, I would always, you know, jump to the back sometimes of, like, the teen magazines or whatever, you know, even, like, Cosmopolitan and stuff. And that's one of the things I would definitely read. So I was excited to throw that in the magazine. We featured... Um, as part for the Midwest Horror Fest also, which is, which is pretty cool. cool. It's like a festival in Logan Sport um, every year that just features local film artists and all kinds of cool stuff. We had a yoga feature with Lindsay Bartz and also um, Emily Johnson. And Emily had poses that, you know, ha- how-to kind of thing that you can do at home. So that was kind of an interesting little magazine-type feature too that I liked. Crazy adventure that Jessica and I, had gotten into was going to the Kokomo Speedway over the summer of 2019. She showed me a new world. This new world was sprint cars, right? And, um, man, (laughs) that mud is, that mud is wicked if it is, yeah. But we went, you know, we did firsthand interviews with people. Basically, we were talking to people behind the scenes and, and we went on the stands. But also, um, we ended up going (laughs) in the back of a truck and getting in the middle of the pit (laughs) mind you jessica's on crutches kind of just threw myself in the moment and um jessica and i are behind the scenes we asked this guy can we get in so we can go to the middle and he's like yeah hop in and we went fast like we had a video of it (laughs) it was wild you can see me like holding my camera bag you know like i said she's on crutches so we actually ended up getting yelled at when we got in the middle, like, you can't do that. But we were already out there, so... And I, we we took um, one of those gators back. But that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of energy, and it was just like, yeah, it was a new world that I was introduced to. We had featured some of the crew, like uh, Mark Schamberger and Derek Claxton, as part of that. Mark had started... Um, at Gertie Engines in Rochester, and later moved to Indianapolis and had his career kind of explode. And you know, was part of the Indy 500. And Derek Claxton, um, he's a Rochester native, but one that wasn't, um, but was connected because of them was the Sprint Car God. Basically, that's how that's how everybody's making it sound. I mean, in the Sprint Car world, Dave Darlin's a big deal. So, and he was a feature in it. So, and that was a pretty big honor. The skater section was part of and starts out with Tyler Minnick's you know Travis Thompson and BT Johnson and like I had said we had met in Akron and that that was a throwback because you know I remember BT and BT used to go to the skate park all the time like the skate park was right across the street from my house growing up in like 2005 in the summertime when you're bored you were at the skate park right and he was always there skating so it just felt like you know hadn't seen him in forever it was good seeing him Both Jessica and I had really been into, like, you know, skateboards and stuff, and Jessica's brother was a skater, and I had hung out at the skate park back in the day, like, when I was a teenager, and I don't know. um, It was kind of a little interesting physical twist to to the magazine. Really, it's kind of an art form in itself, you know, the moves and the techniques and stuff. It it is. It's science and art. We also featured uh, Matt Ratliff. He's from Rochester, but now he lives out west. But he's he's went far with his skating and ended up getting sponsored. So to mix in the art a little bit, we also um, we got a guy Sam Coke. He actually makes skateboards and is an incredible artist and has an incredible business. And we got to feature that and as well. Also made a skateboard just for Digital Wolf, and that art is featured. You know on the last pages and that would make a a really amazing tattoo it was just it was it was incredible detail and artwork pretty impressive We really turned a new page on what digital wolf magazine was going to be so to speak you know and this one had a lot of drive and passion and we made it personal you know so this one this one was a big deal and i could not wait for the third one and we ended up doing the third one but you know, th- this one really took us to the next level, so to speak. I your face in the snow It drifted over In, I tried to spell the word was in. I did.